After an accident, minutes matter. Your words and actions matter even more. You need help, and you need it now. This is David vs. Goliath, brought to you by Dolman Law Group Accident Injury Lawyers, a boutique firm with a reputation for going head-to-head with the insurance company giants and putting people over profits. Hey, I'm Stan Geip, and I'm here with my partner, the other Dolman most people never get to see. It's Becky Dolman here. Hello. And we're here for another edition of our David vs. Goliath podcast. And and today, I think we're going to hit on, you know, it may seem common sense to some people, but there's a lot that goes into it, but really more issues as to why it's important. If you get into an accident in the Boca Raton area, why is it important that you get an attorney and, and or get one sort of quickly to deal with the, the problems? Now, you know, Becky and I go through this stuff all the time. And, you know, what we always see is clients think it's kind of common sense. Well, I got injured. You know, liability is clear. My injury is clear. Why do I need an attorney to get paid? And yeah, in general, if liability is clear and you've got an injury, that's the threshold you need to get paid from an insurance company. Okay. And in theory, if an insurance company was looking to go out of their way and do the right thing and show you all the things you needed to give them and how they were evaluating the claim, you may be able to do this yourself. Uh, problem is, that's not the way it works. Okay, so as soon as you go into this, and Becky can talk a little bit more about this, but as soon as you go into this, the insurance company has already started a process to devalue your claim. They're going to do everything they can to keep you from getting money. And as an attorney, you kind of got to do the opposite side. So, Becky, when when people kind of first come into the firm, what are like the, the very first things we're trying to, you know, make sure that they're aware of on their claims? Yeah, and I think what Stan said is so important. I know, especially when you're dealing with your own insurance carrier, if we're dealing with the UM or underinsured, you expect that they're going to be there to help you. But that's typically not the case. Insurance companies like to limit the value of claims. They don't want to have to pay them out. So it's always important to have an advocate, an attorney on your side who understands this with the insurance companies and that can help lead you through the process of the case. For instance, if you're talking to an insurance company, okay, they're going to tell you, hey, we want to do the right thing. We want to pay your claim. They're not going to tell you, you need to get your butt out to the doctor and document your claim and document what's wrong. Because as soon as you do that, you're costing them money. So it's the attorney that knows. It's kind of like this. You, you learn from your mistakes and you learn, you know, in hindsight, the vision's perfect. We've done this thousands of times, okay? We've seen what insurance companies do. We've seen the tricks. We've seen things that they use against clients. So what you may think is being a reasonable person hey, I've got a back complaint, I've got a neck complaint, I've got a shoulder complaint. A normal person in a normal setting, you might wait a week to see if it's resolved. You might wait and see if it goes away without care. That week you wait is what an insurance company is going to call a gap in treatment. They're going to say, hey, if he was really that injured, he would have been at the doctor. No one who has that kind of injury is going to wait a week to go treat for it. And they begin stacking the chips against you. Okay, so first thing you got is day one, we don't want to have any gaps in treatment. Now, the other thing is, and and Becky, you might get into this a little bit more too, is 
if you do not have an insurance company, you are making statements to the insurance company about your claim. You're the one that's talking to them. And how many times, Becky, has it been that we've gotten into a claim where someone's tried to handle it in the beginning themselves, and no matter how well-intentioned they may have been, no matter how much they were trying to tell the truth, they've said stuff to the insurance company that has now forever sort of changed their claim in a bad way. Correct. And there's many reasons for that. You could do a statement with the insurance company before your real injury set in. For instance, with a whiplash or something like that, it could take a few days for you to feel the effects of that injury. Well, so if you don't feel the effects of that injury until day three, but you spoke to the insurance company on day one or two and said, oh, you know, it's not that bad. When you try to then later say, you know, actually, I did feel injured They'll say, well, look at what you said on day one or day two. You said it wasn't that bad. Another thing I've noticed, and this is especially with women, is that we tend to downplay anything that's wrong with us. So if you don't talk to your attorney first and you talk directly to the insurance company and they're asking you about your injuries, oftentimes there's an, you know, well, I hurt here, but it's not that bad. I think I can deal with it things like this, which is terrible for your case, which you should never say if it's not true. It's just something that typically women do when they're talking about injuries to themselves. So it's important to talk to your attorney first to make sure you're giving the proper information on your ailments and that you're saying it in a in a way that doesn't look wishy-washy later. And I'll take it even one step further because the insurance company is going to spin what you say. And I've had this exact scenario pop up. Insurance company speaks to the person and says, hey, how are you doing today? They say, oh, I'm doing okay. And then continue with the rest of the conversation about facts of the accident, et cetera, right? That I'm doing okay. It doesn't get recorded on a conversation, but what happens is the insurance adjuster makes notes, okay? And in the insurance company adjuster's notes, I'm doing okay equates to claimant denies injury. You know, and you're thinking, well, no, I just said it's okay because that's that's how we talk. But it's going to be used against you, and you're not going to know that for three or four months down the road. Okay, and then somewhere they're going to go, well, they they spoke to our insurance adjuster three days after the accident and denied any injury whatsoever. And now you got this person scratching. I don't remember calling them and saying I wasn't injured. But that's sort of the subtle twist and subtle things insurance companies do. The other thing, okay. Your primary care doctor, your standard doctors are not going to want to deal with these injuries, okay? 95% of them aren't familiar with the billing structure. They're not familiar with the notes that need to be there and the way these files need to be documented. So what happens is you get this file, you go to this doctor who's truly, truly worried about getting you better, okay? Well, in my setting, let's say you've got the flu, okay? You go to a doctor... All that doctor's got to worry about is getting you better from the flu, right? In our setting, we need someone to confirm that you didn't have the flu two days earlier and that the flu was caused by an interaction with a specific person. Most doctors don't care about that. They don't care what caused the injury as much as they care about fixing it. In our industry, I need someone who's going to carefully document the cause and work to document that it wasn't there before the accident because the insurance company always hires a doctor. These doctors are known as compulsory medical examination doctors, and I guess i got to be careful about what I say about them like when we're out here in public, but 
inevitably 95% to 99% of the time they see a person who has had injuries and had all these different things, they can't seem to find an injury related to an accident. Or if there was an injury related to the accident, it went away. It was a brief sprain strain type of scenario. So if we've got our doctor, who's your primary treating doctor, who really doesn't care about causation. He's like, look, I don't care about that. I just, you know, I just trusted what this guy said. And an insurance company doctor who's going to advocate against causation, you're in a bad position. Okay, you need to have a doctor on the front end who knows how to document the causative aspects of the claim. So when that insurance company doctor gets in, it's already there. And I can't tell you how many times we get the call go out. Well, I was going to handle this on my own, but now it's really not working out right. It's kind of going south. Once it's going south, it's too late. You know, we can't get in there and fix what should have been done in the beginning. So that's why you, you see it all the time. You see that it's super important to get out there and call an attorney right off the bat. It's super important. Even if you don't want to make a claim, you know, we will give you free advice. Okay, we'll tell you how to get the car fixed. We'll tell you how everything works. We'll point out the different aspects of the claim you need to know about. If at the end of that phone call, you don't want to sign up with us, that's fine. But you at least, everyone needs to know there are important aspects of the claim, okay? Insurance companies work right away to stop you from getting the money you deserve. It's important that you have an advocate on your side. You know, we'd love it if people chose us, all right? You know, we, we want your business. We want everyone to hire us. But if you're, for some reason, you're not hiring us, you're listening to this podcast and, and you've got an allegiance with someone else, you can't hire someone. Just make sure you got someone who knows what they're doing, navigating you through that process, because it can promise you at the end of the day, when you turn around and look back, if you've not done it before, you're going to be amazed at how some of the things that you did, to be honest, with a somewhat naive approach to the insurance company, really come back to bite you in the butt. Yes. And I would say, one last caveat to discuss is the importance of taking photographs of the scene when your accident occurs. This is a thing that you, you know, you get into your accident and you haven't hired an attorney yet or talked to anybody. If you can take any kind of documentation from the scene, witnesses' names, photographs, these are all wonderful things that are going to help whatever attorney you hire pursue your claim. Okay. And I will tell you, if you can get this, the single biggest thing you want to get if you can't get the police there, even if you can, if you can get the defendant on tape admitting that the accident is his fault, okay? We're in Florida. You were at the accident. You saw what happened. You know the other guy ran the red light because you were there. You get the police report. The police report says the other guy ran the red light because you know what? He admitted that to the cop at the scene. So we got it all buttoned up. And a year down the road, you get to a deposition other guy says, well, I didn't run the red light. It, 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 was, it was the other person that ran the red light. Well, guess what? Police reports, not admissible. Okay, Can't use that. There's a law in the state of Florida that says you cannot use the police report. So suddenly, who, who do you have there to verify that this other person ran the red light? Nobody. You're in a he said, she said scenario where each one of you is pointing the finger at the other, and it's a horrible situation to be in. Okay, The police report is not admissible. Okay, no matter what it says, you can't get it in front of a jury. If the person on the other side is going to deny what happened, is going to now blame you after the fact, that's a real problem and you have to deal with it. So these are all things that we begin dealing with right away. We can look at this and go, okay, we don't have a solid witness on the police report. Are there some cameras? You know, did anyone see it? We start reaching out and getting these things. 
So there's a lot of stuff that an attorney does in the inception of the claim, which may seem routine or may not seem important. But down the road, you're going to be so glad you had someone pointing you in the right direction at that first stage of the claim. So, Becky, let me ask you, we've got a very robust website, okay? So where is it that people can, one, locate more information about their claims? Well, of course, you can go and look at any of these blogs that we have done previously on the website. There's also a plethora of information on each of the practice pages that tell you everything you need to know about hiring an attorney and the steps that you should go through when making that choice. So yeah, if you go to dolmanlaw.com, that's going to be the big overall starting point. You can find information on just about any claim you want. Okay, You can find contact information for us anywhere, anytime. You can reach us anytime on the internet. The best way to reach us is at uh, dolmanlaw.com via the internet. And we've also got an 800 or toll-free numbers you can reach out and call us on, or you can email us. So Becky, do you have our 800 number, 855 number there? Yes, you can reach us at 833-55-CRASH, C-R-A-S-H. Yes, or on dolmanlaw.com. Those are two primary ways to reach us. But, you know, even if you're just thinking about it or we've, you know, piqued your interest, you get a couple of questions, go to the website. You can find more information on anything we've discussed there today. But, you know, it's always a pleasure talking to you. And any questions you got, reach out to our firm. We're always happy to help, even if you just have an inquiry. Exactly. So it's been another episode of David vs. Goliath, a little short one today, just to get some information out there for people in Boca Raton. But people can feel free to reach out to us at any time for any reason. This episode of David vs. Goliath is over, but your journey is just getting started. To share your story with us, visit dolmanlaw.com. That's D-O-L-M-A-N-Law.com. Or call 866-965-6242. The insights and views presented in David vs. Goliath are for general information purposes only and should not be taken as legal advice for any individual case or situation. The information presented is not a substitute for consulting with an attorney, nor does tuning into this podcast constitute an attorney-client relationship of any kind. Any case result information provided on any portion of this podcast should not be understood as a promise of any particular result in a future case. Dolman Law Group. Big firm results. Small firm personal attention.